So today's, today's title is Yerbang Church, How Happy Are You? Do you like the title? Does it please you? There was, uh, when Pastor Kim preached this sermon, he titled it, Israel, How Happy Are You? But uh, as an extension of thanksgiving, I, I, this is the title that God gave me. That first of all, I'm so grateful that God has called me to this church. And that I am able to serve with you in intercession and as one body in this church that you have interceded for me. And so I'm grateful and were, was witness to all the beautiful things that God has done in Panama or in Costa Rica. And so sometimes it's not the spirit of religion, but before me, uh, there was a temple. And so some people went early to pray, and yet I'm a pastor and I didn't go. And, and yet one day I came there I went to the temple before before people came and one person was there cleaning and praying and there was uh, and another lady who was praying in Spanish and I was I didn't intentionally I didn't have the intention to pray I just wanted to see really quickly and sit and so I went with this uh, robe of religion covered all over me and yet uh, unbeknownst to me, God, God ex helped me to experience that He was preparing great things. Because honestly, I went there without a thought and I was just sitting down. But the moment I sat down, all of a sudden tears flowed out of my eyes. And none of this was on purpose, but... Uh, upon Central America, I think God revealed his heart, his desire to find the lost sheep of Central America. And that how long he waited for them to return. And so though it was for a brief moment, and yet that time extended, and as it extended, I heard the voice of God, and as I was listening to the voice of God, I could continually hear God saying that whatever you do pleases me, that, that you can do what, uh, that, uh, do not be afraid to work out, to act out. And I believe that was God's heart towards um, them and their heart to meet with God, to not let, to not lose sight of God's love. 
And as I was seated there, I could continually feel God's heart and also the desire of the land, uh, of the people. And so as I was praying, uh, that's what the inspiration that God gave me. And as he sent us as this team, it's not we did not premeditate this. And yet every morning, we would always come out and pray for one another and pray regarding how God wanted to move throughout that day. Uh, but we didn't do it on purpose, but rather as we were just spending time naturally, we just continually showed up early morning. And so like, for example, let's say on one day I got the inspiration for a spiritual battle, then everyone else would also show up and, and would have that same inspiration. Other days, someone might have inspiration for love and we would all have that inspiration. And earlier, Miss um, Saul was saying that she was just focusing on God the entire time. And really, it's not, I, I, I noticed that as well, that it's not as if we were trying, but rather God was just leading us in that way. And so I could see that God is establishing our church, is building up Yerbang Church. And so to each individual, wherever we go, he, his calling, uh, his calling continually reveals to us our dignity, our, our election, and also how much he loves man and how much he wants to work through this church. And so upon Costa Rica and Panama, I could just feel these doors open up. In other words, I could feel that God is working, that he has already prepared, and that though we cannot even speak the language, because in our church only Pastor Sergio can speak Spanish, and yet all we have to do, all we did was lay hands, and yet ministering was happening. And I don't know why they cry, I don't know why they feel God, but as we're ministering, God's love is continually being poured out. And, and though there's language barrier, and yet I'll speak Korean. And, and as I speak in Korean or using my limited English, or other times use the Spanish word for fire, fuego, and yet... We were witness that God still worked amongst His people. Regardless of how much uh, the sermon was prepared for, just continually focusing on God, continually praying to God, not looking to anything else, everyone witnessed that, that uh, what it means to rely on God. And so whether we are eloquent or whether we could are good teachers or not, 
Every moment by moment, everything that God was wanting to do, we were witness to it and fellow workers in that. And so every session was a time to meet with God. And so it's not like a conference that Pastor Kim would do where, where every single moment is just breaking through through powerful proclamation. Rather, uh, continually waiting until God came, pray, and just spending time with them. When they're praising God, if they don't feel God, then they'll stop. Because you cannot find yourself worth in, in what you do. You are worshipers. You are not. You are not uh, worship. You are not uh, instrumentalists, but you are worshipers. But she wasn't scolding them, but rather teaching them as a mother. And if when she did scold, she was the one who was crying the most. That this is that this is not how you should minister. That I ministered in this way, and so many people fell because of me. And so that you need to be a worshiper waiting for God. And so this felt more like the heart of God being proclaimed by a prophet. And so in this moment as I'm preaching, this is something that Pastor Kim has already preached on. Maybe it's because it's the morning that everyone is sleepy. And honestly, uh, uh, this morning was not easy for me. But please, be alert. You must be alert and awake. And so today's message is a message you have already heard once. That this is not a blessing for each tribe, but rather a blessing for all of Israel. And so as spiritual Israel, we are receiving this blessing as well. And so today, as Moses stands before God, this blessing... I'm right now going over verses 1 through 5. This blessing isn't about profit and loss to different people. It's not a distribution of the spoils. Rather, that this blessing begins from God and that when it says that God's mouth opened, that it's time for authority to be proclaimed. And so as God's authority is being proclaimed, he's showing God's reign. What this means is that when he says you have this blessing, this blessing symbolizes God's reign. Last week, Mrs. Cho's talked about uh, fill the earth, multiply and subdue it, right? And what what is this? This is the principle of how to reign over this world. 
that when God spoke to Adam that this was his blessing as a leader, as a king, as a priest. The authority that is God was given to them. And so in the same way, with this blessing, I want to proclaim it once again amongst this community because some of these blessings are right before our eyes. And so as I proclaim this, these words, rather than taking the time to explain it, but rather that the blessing of God's word would be poured out upon us and as um, stewards of that authority that let us pray for the conference and enter into this new glorious season and pray that we will be established as that authoritative leader. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> So from verses 1 through 5, this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the people of Israel before his death. He said, the Lord came from Sinai and dawned upon, from Sarah upon us. He shone forth from Mount Paran. He came from the ten thousands of holy ones with flaming fire at his right hand. Yes, he loved his people. All his holy ones were in his hand. So they followed in your steps receive oh wait no 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 okay. oh sorry I thought he was reading um, ah okay so, so this is talking about how God comes upon his people right now moving on uh, with flaming fire at his right hand and so he's establishing Israel as stewards and so he begins with fire and so to the church that Jesus Christ began they also began with fire and so what I'm trying to say is that the blessing proclaimed to Israel still applies to the church and is still being poured out to the church. Verse 3, yes, he loved his people. All his holy ones were in his hand. So they followed in your steps, receiving direction from you. So his people, he loved his people. And the way he loves them is through his reign. And how is that reign expressed? It's expressed in uh, his... That he loves us. And um, we love out of our limitations, and so so there's a limit to what we can give in our love. But God can bless us however much He desires. That is how God loves us. And how is that expressed? It's expressed in His reign. Why? Because to Adam. To Adam, when God blessed Adam, he blessed Adam with rain, with, with dominion. And so in the same way, 
to Israel and to Adam, the, the church as an extension of that blessing receives this dominion. When Moses commanded us the law as a possession for the assembly of Jacob, and so the possession of the assembly of Jacob is Canaan, and Canaan represents Sabbath, represents predestination, represents holiness and blamelessness, represents Jesus Christ. And so in verse 5, thus the Lord became king in Jezreel when the heads of the people were gathered all the tribes of Israel together. And this king is written in the perfect or in the imperfect tense. And so it could be God, it could be Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus came to Mount Sinai, uh, the Lord proclaims that Israel as the nation of God. And when Jesus Christ came to this earth, died and resurrected and established the church, that church is declared as the nation of God. And so from verses 1 through 5, the most important aspect that we need to see is that God blesses us, blesses mankind, and has dominion over mankind. And where is that um, firmly established? It's in Sabbath. It's in our glorification. It's so that we can become like God. That's why He reigns over us. Amen? And so now, let's look at starting from Reuben, and there's about 10 different places. Let's proclaim these blessings. And so are you awake? You're going to proclaim it with me. Amen? Okay. It'd be great if I could prepare funny things, but I don't have many funny things to prepare. That's one thing that I'm very bad at, at is at being funny. But anyways, so verse 6, let's read it together. Let Reuben live and not die, but let his men be few. So this is explanation of those who have the resurrection life, that no one can kill you, that a child of God cannot be put to death by anyone according to their will. If we are a child of God and we are righteous, and so, so it is not disease, it is not calamity, it isn't plague that kills us, the will of man, but it is because God God's calling has finished. And so death has no reign over us. And then when it says that um, let his men be few, uh, the Korean translation has it different. It says let his men be many. But and so the way he's explaining it is is that that is um, a multiplication, as it says in Genesis, right? To to multiply and fill the earth. So I don't know. The Korean translation says that let his numbers not be few, but in in English there's no negative. But anyway, so moving on to Judah, hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him into his people with your hands. Contend for him and be a help against his adversaries. And so the blessing of Judah is the blessing of prayer that he hears and leads his people. And 
And with your hands contend for him and be a help against his adversaries. And so again, this is the authority of reign. That whoever comes against you, that you could be victorious. And so in many aspects, I will be proclaiming this blessing. And more than half of it is about breaking apart your, your, your enemy. Uh, so you may think that your personality doesn't match up with breaking things but God is saying that he will break these things down right uh, as Mrs. Cho was explaining last week that being full is breaking the things of the enemy and pillaging the enemy so it's not just simply multiply and being healthy but no it's taking the things of the devil taking the things of the enemy God is saying to you he has given you this authority and as Miss Saw said earlier she talked about persistent faith and, and so we must hold on to the things of God we must take lay claim to the things of God we sh should not be passive but active in this because you are not just when you are passive you are losing the things of God amen and so Israel's there is a there is a, saint, a proverb in Israel that says that if you want true peace you must always be prepared for war amen hallelujah and then third let's look at the blessing of Levi Okay, let's read verses 8 and 9 together. And of Levi, he said, Give to Levi your Thummim and your Urim to your godly one, whom you tested at Massah, with whom you quarreled at the waters of Meribah, who said of his father and... Oh, okay, no, we're just reading verse 8. Only verse 8. And I'll just explain. Thumim and Urim is discernment of God's will. And so the blessing to Levi is the knowledge of God's will. And who are the Levites? The Levites were the priests. They were the leaders. Whom you tested at Massah, with whom you quarreled at the waters of Meribah. And this was not the Levites in whole, but just Moses. right? But because God, if he has a special blessing to these Levites, it means that they are also more sensitive towards sin. And God has established Yobang Church in this way. We are not a church that can easily compromise with sin because our goal is Sabbath and glorification. So it's not just simply being victorious over sin, but being holy and blameless to the full measure of Christ. Amen? And so we cannot compromise with sin easily. We should not compromise with sin easily. Verse 9, Who said of his father and mother, I regard them not, he disowned his brothers and ignored his children. For they observed your word and kept your covenant. And so if you look here, 
his family, brothers, parents, that they ignored them. This is describing Exodus 32 when they when uh, when they raised up the golden calves. And so they should not put anything above God. They should not put even their parents, their children, their brothers before God. Do you agree? So no matter how precious your member may be next to you, no one should be more precious than God. When, as I was going to Costa Rica and Panama, and I realized in my prayer and also on my trip voyage back, that I am too aware of you. What this means is that it, sh it should be a place where I'm with God alone. But what I felt is this a spirit of religion is that in this place where it should just be me and God, there are also other people. I am a servant of God. Amen. And so I should be concerned with God. Yes. That is my position, right? To serve you by being concerned with God. If I'm concerned with you, then I'm losing my position as my calling as a servant of God. And the same thing applies to all of us. No matter how precious the person next to you may be, when we lose sight of God, we lose the ability to serve that person that's next to us. And so if we want to be changed and we want to be renewed, the one who is usually the most obstacle to that is the person next to you. And you are not going to change the person next to you. And yet most of the time you try to change the person next to you. You try to... Um, um, meet, match up with the person next to you. But as a child of God, rather, rather, what we need to do is be focused on God. And so, from that perspective, there may be some shame, there may be some uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortableness, uh, there may be um, accusations, and yet, through this time, I'm, what's important is, is that I do not lose sight of God. In many aspects, as long as we do not lose God, everything else will be solved, for the most part. But we must not lose sight of God. The most important aspect in our life is God. And so in this new season, what is God saying to us? He's saying, be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk in faith. And if that is the case, then we should be focused on Him and Him alone. And so at this time, I bless you with this blessing of Levi. They shall teach Jacob your rules and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and hold burnt offerings on your altar. So as Levites, this is our privilege. Bless, O Lord, his substance and accept the work of his hands. Crush the loins of his adversaries, of those who hate him, that they rise not again. And so, 
And so the authority to bless the tribes is the priest. And so this authority of the priest is to bless others, is to establish others, is to build others up and crush the loins of his adversaries. And so to the servant that God establishes, God will be responsible. People will not be responsible. Circumstances will not be responsible. And so from big picture aspect, uh, since most of you are not pastors, what it means is that to you is that if we believe that my life and death is in God's hands, then today we must keep seeking after God that nothing in this world that nothing in this world can protect me, can guard me. It's not money, it's not my connections, it's not my 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 my, my accomplishments. And so next let's look at Benjamin of Benjamin he said, let's read together. Verse twelve of Benjamin he said, The beloved of the Lord dwells in safety. The high God surrounds him all day long and dwells between his shoulders. So this is a great blessing that those who have the love of God, those who are close to the Father, the one who can feel that intimacy, that is a great blessing, yes? It is, it is a great tragedy to be unable to feel the love of God. God loves you and yet you're unable to know it? He is the one who loves you the most, and yet you live without knowledge of that? That is a very critical issue. That God gave me his son who is more precious than his own life, and yet we are unaware of that love? I bless you that you would feel the love of God. This we call the presence of God. The state that continually experiences God. That God loves me, how much He loves me, how much He watches over me. That I dwell between his shoulders. And now let's look at the most important part of today, which is of Joseph. So let's read from verse 13 to 17 altogether. And of Joseph, he said, Blessed by the Lord be his land, with the choicest gift of heaven above, and of the deep that crouches beneath, with the choicest fruits of the sun, and the rich yield of the months, with the finest produce of the ancient mountains, and the abundance of the everlasting hills, with the best gifts of the earth and its fullness, and the flavor of him who dwells in the bush. May these rest on the head of Joseph, on the pate of him who is prince among his brothers. A firstborn born bull, he has majesty, and his horns are the horns of a wild ox. With them he shall gore the peoples, all of them to the ends of the earth. They are the tens of thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. Amen. And so in verse 13, we see the blessing of heaven and the blessing of the earth. That the choicest gifts of heaven above and the choicest of the deep below. 
And so spiritually speaking, this is faith and the word. And so we understand that uh, Judah is has the authority of the first blessing, firstborn. And yet here in 33, we see Joseph having that. Right, the choicest fruits of the sun are the rich yields of the months. And the early and latter rains is continually moving. And so rich yield of the months, every month experiencing the abundance of God. With the finest produce of the ancient mountains and the abundance of the everlasting hills, again, this is expression of God's riches. With the best gifts of the earth and its fullness of the favor of him who dwells in the bush. Uh, may these rest on the head of Joseph, on the pate of him who is prince among his brothers. So where does this blessing begin? It begins from the bush, where, where God met with Moses. And so the blessing is not just a portion given to a certain person, but rather that when God blesses a man, he is blessing them to reign. That their influence would influence over lots of people. And so through that one man, Moses, God gave a great blessing to Israel. Amen? And this is a very great blessing given to Yerbam Church. And so, as I went to Central America, what I saw is that not all churches are blessed by God. That through Yerbang Church, God is truly reigning over creation. Just as Israel was established through the man Moses, through Yerbang Church, through Pastor Mino Kim, and through Yerbang Church, God is establishing and building up Central America, is building up Uganda. It's, it's not just people coming, but authority coming. We're being connected with presidents, with leaders. And so as Pastor Kim said, as Mrs. Cho said, that in these end times, that the nations of the world are being judged. And so when we go there, things happen in those nations because now God is humbling the nations. He is breaking down the rulers of the world. Through our establishment, why is he blessing us? Why is he meeting us in glory? Because someone is established, is being built up. And when someone is being built up, that means someone is being broken down. And so all of this system of Babylon is being broken down by God. 
And so Yerbang Church, Zoe Ministry, wherever we go, God is pouring out this spiritual authority so that we can stand in in the place of a leader. And so God's authority is continually being moved. And so in Uganda or or things happening where uh, as uh, in these various countries that blessing is going being poured out upon those nations but the nations that are drawing away from God rather than being blessed they are being judged our children went to Israel and we had a conference in Israel and there were many drug addicts on on the streets of Jehuda and they didn't want to hear our, our praise and so God is building us up as the standard of salvation and judgment and so for those of you who are going to Malaysia the same thing applies do not you may think that God is just blessing us but it's not just a blessing but he is giving us power and authority that ever since we that Jacob was blessed Esau could not receive the same blessing you know that right that even though uh, Isaac blesses Esau even though he receives blessings he is continually being a servant and so these blessings as God continually blesses us it's not just simply distribution but rather it's authority being torn down to prepare the way of the Lord and so Babylon and the rulers of this world whatever it may be uh, the, the systems of this world are being torn down and so everywhere we go these systems are being torn down and so why is it being torn down? Because, because God is tearing apart the spiritual realm already and that breaking down means our blessing and so as Pastor Kim always says do not lose the poor of heart when great things are happened done through you like Elijah as he brought down fire from heaven fighting against the 850 prophets of, of Baal 
In that time, Elijah, even with that great victory, uh, hit, isolated himself on his knees. So as Pastor Kim says, do not lose sight of that. And I call that fullness of the Holy Spirit. So right now, God is raising us up as a great army that single individual can break down 10,000, can bring down 100,000. And so Israel, as they engage in warfare in the wilderness, they, they, they are individuals who can take down thousands, even commanding the sun to stay still in the sky. And so that is blessing. As Mrs. Cho said, this is the blessing. Because God has given us this order and authority, when we move in faith, the rulers of the world are shaken. And so wherever we go, God's kingdom is coming. And so to Moses, God said, you will be a nation of priests. And that is the church that we are being built up as. I'm not talking about spiritual elitism, that we are the elite in the world. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Rather, what I'm saying is that God has given us this authority. God has poured out this right to Zoe ministry. Amen. And so in these end times, all the orders of economy, of politics, that we can pass through all of those things, break it down, preparing the way of the Lord. And so God has blessed us to establish the remnant and the businesses of the remnant. And so in this glorious season, we all want to be changed. Amen? I want to be transformed because I want to follow after this glorious season well. And so I'm going to continually seek God, God, that in this glorious season, I want to be a man worthy of that time. I want to be a man that truly pleases you. Why is Yerbang Church a blessing to you? Because, because he has called us to him. <laughs> He has called us in this place as leaders. And so if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we participate in His joy. It's not about what you are doing or what you have done. When I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit or when I'm deceived, I keep moving, trying to do something. I tr keep trying to accomplish something. But brothers, we cannot, no one will be declared righteous under the law. Only by the faith that we have received. And so if you cannot feel God's righteousness, then you need to seek God. There's a lot of spiritual attacks going on, right? Right, the devil is continually acting to be a hindrance. 
that we had a worship of thanksgiving for Panama last week but before that already the attack of Malaysia came so as we have this time many times I'm feeling guilty that I need to do something I need to do something I keep trying to move that's what the devil wants from you right now we need to focus on God we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit we need to respond in faith amen and hear his still soft whisper in peace walking with him step by step following after him amen but because of my lack of faith as I was teaching the elders I thought that they would want to rest because of the coldness of 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 this of of the um, elderly school and I said let's take a break because it's cold but um, the elderly kept saying that I kept hearing that they want to continually do it and so I think there's great revival going on in this school for the elderly and what I can felt from them is that no one is letting go of the spiritual vigilance that they are all seeking to follow after God and so above all else this showed me that wow I really came to the right church to all the elders who are seeking to continually uh, continue this class I bless you truly I bless you thank you very much for your passion I will repent and continue the class even in this coldness even in this cold weather but anyways in Joseph that our calling is to uh, be the firstborn of the world why are we to go like this? because we are leaders because we have received God's word because we have chosen to die for the gospel. That is Pastor Mino Kim's vision, is for us all to be, um, to, is for us all to be martyrs. Were you aware of that? Are you happy? Are you happy to be called to this church? And so let's go to the very end. Amen. For his gospel, for glory, for his kingdom, as priestly kings, let us go out into the world. Amen. 
And especially God has given Yeobang Church this excellence. And so we see that uh, may these rest on the head of Joseph, on the pate of him who is prince among his brothers. And so being set apart for God, only by being set apart for God can we be excellent. Just as Ensip is very excellent. But just two years ago, we would have seen a much different Ensip. But Ensip has become uh, very excellent. Why? Because of this holiness. And so how much does God love the souls of man? He loves all men, yes. But Pastor Mino Kim has said that the glory is different. And so only by being holy can we receive God's glory. Only by being holy can His, His portion be manifest in our lives. We do not move out of our own excellence, but we move because of Him. And so all we are to do is to be holy. And so when we are holy, we will continue to grow in excellence. Same thing applies to the businesses of our church, whether it's Ant or New Wave or Tazor or, or, or White Horse Wave or K-Defense. Is there anywhere else? I don't know. All of our businesses are excellent because of one reason, because of our technique. No, because of our holiness. Amen. And so when we are holy, God works through us. Amen. And so as God sends us to throughout the world, he sends us to places of leadership because of our excellence? No, but because of God's blessing, because we have been set apart for God. Right, that's the one thing that Nebuchadnezzar uh, was, was envious of Daniel of, was that the, the spirit of the holy God was upon Daniel. And so Daniel was special, and the reason was because he, the favor of the spirit of the holy God was upon him. And so he who is our hope, he dwells here, yes? And so when that guilt comes upon you, don't go looking for answers outside because he is in here. You don't need to look far. He is close to you. And so in Colossians, it says, he who is the hope of your soul is with you, right? And so because we have died with Christ, we can live in his power because he dwells in us. Amen. And so all we have to do is make sure that it's not us who come alive, but he who is living in us. Amen. And so now I'm going to move on and move quicker. Okay. And so please follow along. Verse 18 and 19. Let's read it together. And to Zebulun, he said, rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out. And it's in your tents they shall call people to your, their mountain <coughs> and 
Excuse me. Okay, and so Zebulun and Issachar are brothers of the same mother and they are united. And, and so, for example, in the church, <clears throat> that uh, the news of your faith has gone over all of the world, and like in Ephesians, it talks about the spirit of apostles, prophets, uh, of evangelists and teachers moving according to the movement of God. And so this is being shown through Zebulon and Issachar. And Zebulun and Issachar, the region is, is the borderlands. It was the marches of Israel. And so there was places where there would be a lot of invasions. And so in verse 19, when it says, They shall call people to their mountains, this word peoples could mean the nations. And so when the nations attack them, the one that has to focus is those who are on the marches, who are on the borderlands. And so in this place of, of, of great hardship, that they will offer right sacrifices. When the fact that they can offer right sacrifices, this signifies victory. It signifies peace, that, that the worship, that the true worship, signifies victory and so symbolizing that all the um, potholes that open the way to the devil are being closed up and so this is the blessing of God and then from verse 20 to 21 of Gad and of Gad he said blessed be he who enlarges Gad Gad crouches like a lion and he tears off arm and scalp and so whatever it may be we are must be excellent in spiritual warfare amen and in spiritual warfare it's not our strength but God's strength he chose the best of the land for himself for there a commander's portion was reserved and he came with the heads of the people with Israel he executed the justice of the Lord and his judgments for Israel and so rather than explaining everything let's just close it as one that um, that this is about being directed towards God so please that's how you should understand if I explain it it'll take too long and then of Dan let's look and of Dan he said Dan is a lion's cub that leaps from Bashan and so continually we see this imagery of a lion that this lion that's on the prowl looking for prey and so our blessing is to be warriors this is something we must understand well understand God's blessing as Mrs. Cho said that we multiply and fill and subdue the earth, conquer and control is so applicable to us. We must lay claim to it. We must fight for it. Amen? And so regarding this battle, God says that Bashan is a place of abundance. And in a place of abundance, lions have lots of prey. 
And so the blessing is this blessing of abundance. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, sated with favor and full of blessings of the Lord, possess the lake and the south. Again, this is riches, and these riches is the blessing that continually flows with the favor of the Lord. And so the abundance of the Lord, the abundance of glory, the abundance of revelation, that's all manifest in our church. Amen? So the ability to draw the things of heaven near. Amen? And lastly, the blessing of Asher, verse 24. And of Asher, he said, most blessed of sons be Asher. Let him be the favorite of his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. And Asher receives the most blessed of sons, be Asher. And yet, why does he receive this blessing? So that he could be the favorite of his brothers. It's not for his own sake, but for the sake of his brothers that he is dipped in oil, that he is in the most bountiful of land. That is not to solve his own problems, but rather, even though I my problems still exist, I live for others. And so God solves all my problems. Amen? Your bars shall be iron and bronze, as your days, so shall your strength be. And so like Zebulon and Issachar, he blocks the doors to the devil and opens the doors to, to God and with his feet he tramples his enemies, tramples the devil. Amen? Amen. And so now the conclusion, we're almost finished. <laughs> There is none like God, O Jeshurun, who rides through the heavens to your help, through the skies in his majesty. And so this word Jeshurun is means honest, means righteous. And it is righteousness that confirms our relationship to God. And when, we, when can we have a right relationship with God? It's when we are honest, when we are sincere. And so what does he confess? That there is none like God. There is none like God. And that means that God is the only one. That when we have a right relationship with God, the only thing that remains is God. To Israel, it is really important that they only have God. Amen? And so let's just read the remaining parts and we'll finish. On the fourth day of Panama, uh, she talked about how the evidence of remnant is unity. And so if you cannot 
tolerate someone if you cannot serve them as the body of Christ then you are not the remnant and so the Lord said to us to be united and so everything that blocks the unity of Christ is the Antichrist and so um, they, she asked how can we love one another it's because we forgive one another and so because we forgive one another we can love one another and so as Pastor Kim was preaching this passage he said that this third temple of Yerbang Church that it was really difficult for us before we came here because everyone we were waiting for everyone to perfect their temple inside and so we must not be bound when the spiritual warfare is severe we must not be bound easily we must not be offended easily rather we must be united so the reason why Yerbang Church is powerful is because we are one and this is not the principle for just Yerbang Church but it applies to all the world Pastor Kim said that it's a miracle that Argentina is so poor because they have natural resources, they have lots of land, and yet why are they so poor? It's a miracle that Africa is poor. Why is it? Be, why is first is because they do not have the glory of God, or the church. They do not have a glorious church of God, and the second reason is because they are divided amongst themselves. And so we must be one. Amen? And so many of us are going to Malaysia. Let us be one. Let us be united. That when we go to Malaysia, I bless you in the name of the Lord that you will go as an authority figure of the Lord. And so with this blessing, with this authority, with the blessing of God, let us walk into Malaysia, trampling and breaking down the systems of the devil. Amen? Hallelujah. And let's pretend, let's assume that I have preached everything else. But let's read uh, the last verse, verse 29. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. Your enemies shall come fawning to you, and you shall tread upon their backs. And let's read it one more time. And so change O Israel to O Yerbang Church. Okay? okay? Happy are you, O Yerbang Church, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help, and the sword of your triumph. Your enemy shall come fawning to you, and you shall tread upon their backs. Amen. 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 Let's Sarah.
Heavenly Father, we thank you through today's worship upon Israel and upon the church. We proclaim your blessing. And so, Lord, as your leader, as your firstborn, Lord, with this authority, no? Lord, uh, with this authority, come upon and establish your church. May you reveal your love and your perfection in the church and continually send it forth to the church and sanctify your church. I pray for today's offering. Lord, may your grace and blessing continually be drawn into us. And we have given you this offering of faith. Bless their hands that give them. May they overflow. Overflow in the abundance of the kingdom of heaven, in the abundance of glory, in the abundance of revelation. May this abundance continually flow through this nation to the world and be blessed beings that can continue to bless the world. And now, by the grace of Jesus Christ, as the head of the church, and through the holy love of the Father, and the indwelling, comforting, fulfilling work of the Holy Spirit, to the saints who in God's calling, as their remnant, as the authority, as the perfected of God, upon you, your beloved saints, upon their family, their children, upon their businesses and inheritance, upon this nation, and upon the missionaries sent all over the world, upon Zoe ministry churches that are taking this ministry of the two witnesses and upon Israel who is in this warfare. May this blessing rest now and forevermore. Amen.